On this episode, we sit down with Craig Hurst of Gearbox Adventure Rentals. We talk about the current van life craze and how he started his company which specializes in building and renting custom camper vans. Be sure to check us out on YouTube and pretty much everywhere else you can listen to podcasts. This is Heavy Ultra. Well, we've got Mr. Craig Hurst here with Gearbox Adventure Rentals. Thanks for coming to hang out, man. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Dude. Thank you for having me. So how has 2020 been for you? Man. <laughs> That's a good way to sum it up. Okay. Yeah, I got Very you. dynamic. I mean, we've been, as a business, super fortunate where a lot of people you know, have had a rough year. Uh, we've been very fortunate. Our industry is exploded, but, you know, personally just dealing with like just the mask and stores and regulations and, you know, you can't go eat here and you can't, that's, you know, aggravating, but, um, that's good for business because everybody wants to get outside. Now. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. I mean, it's been, it's been interesting. I'll just say that interesting. Cause it's definitely been there it's been great in a lot of aspects, but you know, just nobody, I'm sure nobody in, enjoys this. Everybody's like 2020. Woo! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe besides like the super introverts at the very beginning, they were all about it. Right. I'm not an introvert though. I can't stand being at home, uh, working from home, you know, being, no. being trapped inside. It's not my thing. Well, you've got a really cool business, man. Gearbox adventure rentals. Thank you. And so basically you're, you're renting out modded out vans that you've, built yourself mm-hmm. and uh people take these things all over the country and yeah. do really cool trips and your instagram is just awesome man. you guys so, are a, a prime example yeah yeah so uh was it two summers ago we rented uh one of your vans and drove was it out it to zion national park yeah. that was two years ago i don't know was it two years ago yeah two years ago dude yeah that is crazy it's time flies which man. van did y'all take Katie would know the answer. What was it? The high roof? Was it the one you could stand up in? It was a transit. Or is it the okay? Okay, the Mad Hatter. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, yeah, we drove that out to uh, Utah, Zion Mm -hmm. National Park. Took three days out there. Spent like two or three days there, and then drove back and just made a whole trip out of it. Yeah. And Zach, you know, he's got a modded out um, Sprinter van of his own, so he followed us and. It was really cool, man. Showed you the way. Yeah, man. I and was able to stand up in my van, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah." So we were able to. Were you making fun of them the whole yeah, time? Yeah. <laughs> but no, man. We had a really good time, and and so I'm interested in how uh, you got started doing this, and where did the idea come from, and, and yeah. Gosh, it's so complex. I feel like anytime anybody that started a business, you know, it's not just. I mean, for me at least, it wasn't just like one thought or one thing, um, but really. I grew up, you know, I'm, I'm going to, this is going to sound like I'm about to make this a super long story. I'm going to make it quick. Um, when I was younger, I was very inactive, didn't play sports, spent a lot of time inside, was, you know, just that overweight kid that played on the computer all the time, played video games, like that was me. And uh, um, real kind of introverted maybe not introverted, but shy, you know, insecure, all that good stuff. Um, went off to college and started working in retail of all things. I had, I'd come out of my shell before then, obviously, but started working in retail, worked in, uh, an, at an outdoor store and 
everybody that worked there were like super big into kayaking, hiking, backpacking, camping. And I had never done any of that. My family were never big campers. Um, my dad was a big hunter. And so the closest thing we did to the outdoors was like going and killing animals out in the woods. So, <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> so, you know, I had a different perspective on the outdoors. I always loved the outdoors when we would go hunting. Like I loved just being out in the woods. Um, but really fell in love with it in, in uh, college. And um, then fast forward a few years and it, and it really like changed my whole life. I, I started, you know, working out, exercising, hiking, backpacking. We would go kayaking every weekend, met a lot of super cool people. Like my music taste changed, like the whole thing, it just like changed my whole being, you know, um, and my friend group. And I just like really connected with that kind of thing, like being outdoors and, and hiking, backpacking, camping. Were there any like big trips that you took that kind of, that was like the change. Like, oh man, dude, that one time I went to wherever. Really just, I mean, we definitely, we did a backpacking trip in the Sipsi Wilderness. I went to school in Florence, so we were kind of close to the Sipsi Wilderness and um, went on a backpacking trip with some buddies and it was just the most fun thing ever. Um, and then we went kayaking every single weekend. We did it every weekend and that was just like, you know, you know, tie some drinks to the back of the kayak and sure, just man. float. It was like a class two river. So we'd be floating backwards most of the time. Just <laughs> yeah. didn't even know where your paddle was. Um, I haven't done the Sipsy river, but yeah, I've seen, we had a guest on last week, Blaine. It does a lot of like, uh, fishing and stuff. And he yeah. pulled, showed some pictures and yeah. stuff from up there. And it's just like super majestic. I didn't even think it was in Alabama. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's in Alabama. It's cool. The Sipsy is awesome. Um, I hear, I've never experienced this, but I hear, Lots of ticks in the summer, so go in the fall or winter. Okay, um, good tip. Yeah, but um, anyway, so fast forward a few years, I'm already like I'm still super into the outdoors and the industry and all that stuff. Um, found this guy on social media. His name is I always want to mess it up. Daniel Norris. He's a pitcher. He was a pitcher for the Blue Jays. He's a pitcher for somebody else now. Some other I don't, I don't even know. Um, but he lives in a Volkswagen bus. This dude's like. I don't know how much money he has, but I would assume he's a millionaire. And is this the guy they made a movie about? Doesn't he have a movie out? You, are you talking about Into the Wild? No, 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 no. There's a movie about a pitcher, baseball dude. Probably. And then he if lived the, in a van. He had millions, but he, yeah, he threw it all away to live in a van. Or that's, something. I haven't heard of that. I don't know. I don't know the facts yeah. on what the movie's called, uh-huh. but I, I think I know what if, you're talking about. I need to check it out if, if, it, is, if it is him. Um, but I just thought this guy was super cool because he's like super fit, super rich living in a van sponsored by all these crazy companies like Patagonia and I don't know, just random, you know, cool companies. And I started following this guy. And then of course I just get down the van life rabbit hole. If any of you have uh, been down the rabbit hole. And so we've all seen anybody that's got like started that van life rabbit hole. It's like 5,000 YouTube videos later. Yep. (laughs) Yep. It's so true. I was totally in love with, with that concept and just how easy it was because he would he would show these videos where he like camped out at the beach and woke up and like made some coffee and then jumped in the ocean and surfed and then you know got hungry and came back and made a grilled cheese and just like no schedule took a nap and just i was like this is amazing because like all of his clothes his gear his stove his bed his car like it was all right there and so from that point forward i just had to have a van and i thought like there are a ton of people out there that probably grew up like me 
you Do know, you know what year you had this revelation? Well, or, this is honestly, I'm a, I am not a planner kind of person. I am just like, a, oh, that's a cool idea. Let's do that. You sure. Know? Yeah. So, um, honestly, that was probably 20, 2017, early 2017. Okay. Um, started, started, bought my first van in May of 2017. So it was, it was probably just like a few months after <laughs> discovering that, that I've found a way to buy Okay. So you're van. all in, like I'm doing yeah, this. I mean, <laughs> this and, is for me. And then I, well, what I realized was there were people renting these vans out West. Like there are tons of van rental companies out West, but n- there were none in Alabama. I think there were none in Tennessee, none in Mississippi. Like the Southeast had like one camper van rental company and he had started like a month before me. Hmm. And so, um, I was like, nobody's doing this. The South deserves cool stuff. Like, we're kind of like late to the show sometimes when it comes to cool stuff. But, oh yeah, big time. Um, you know, so I was kind of like, let's bring this to the South, and maybe nobody will get it, but maybe maybe it'll be awesome. And so, started with one super cheap van, bought a like nine thousand dollar van with a hundred thousand miles on it, built it out myself with materials from Lowe's. Didn't know what the heck I was doing. Um, just to test the concept, just see like would people be into this, and um, so do you bought the van with the intention of starting this business? Yeah, because I mean, I didn't. I was working retail still. I couldn't afford to just have a second just take vehicle, off, yeah, and, yeah. And, or to just yeah dip out on my wife. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we uh, started out just with the intention of like, well, I'll use it when I want to use it, and then other people can use it when I'm not using it or whatever, and then it really just kind of grew from there. Okay, cool. So what was the first van that you bought, you said? It was a 2013 Ford Transit Connect. So it's like minivan size, like real small. Okay. Um, now, what was the Mad Hatter, the van that we rented? It's a Ford Transit. That was a Transit. So there's a Ford okay. Transit Connect, which is, like I said, minivan size. And then the Ford Transit comes in three different sizes. Uh, there's a low roof, medium roof, and high roof. The one that you guys took out is a medium roof. Medium roof, okay. Yeah. So it's bigger. uh, It's a lot bigger than my first van, but it's still, you know, not standing height for most people. Sure. How long did it take you? I mean, you just watching YouTube videos, and you have anybody that's like, "Hey, this is how." I mean, you just winging it. Made a ton of mistakes. Probably. What were some of the mistakes? If you can name one that you were like, "Oh God, why did I do that?" The sink. The sink. Oh my God. Still to this day, the sink was the worst. Um, there was no room for a sink because basically the van was so small that the whole van had to be the bed. (laughs) (laughs) You're not getting a sink. Sorry. No. And, and, um, so I already had a stove that would pull out and you can like search way back in the uh, Instagram or whatever and find Allison wonder van, which was our first van. Um, and yeah, you're going to have to go way back just the very, very beginning. Um, See if we can find that bad boy. Uh, I'll find it. And Sh- I'll pull it up. Cheryl, our um, social media girl, shout out Cheryl. Um, shout out Cheryl. She. Has hey, been, that was our trip up there. Was Scroll it? back up towards right there in the middle. Go back up a little bit more, a little bit more middle of the spot. Boom. Boom. Oh, yeah, that's oh, us. Yeah, that was okay. us in the desert. So Famous. There's Zach. in uh, Arizona. Yeah, man. That was actually our, we were on our way back, and I was like, I got to spend the night, at least one night in the desert. I just <laughs> always wanted to do that. So. Dude, the bad part is, though, so this is in Arizona, and this is when Arizona was on fire. And so Isn't we were- Isn't it always on fire? We, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we were like just outside, I don't know how far out we were from the fire, 
but the smoke. Yeah. I think we were worried about it at night. Like, man, we're out here in the middle of nowhere. We're not <laughs> going to be able get to see yeah. any of the stars because of oh. all the smoke. But it really wasn't that bad. It actually gave us like a really wild sunset. It, yeah. really, it was really yeah. cool, like just all the haze in the background. But anyways, I took away from No, no, no. We, we actually went out west a few months ago, and the Grand Canyon wasn't that awesome because of the fires. It was like super smoky. You couldn't really even see. Dang. Dang. Yeah, I mean – it's all right. We'll go back. Everybody's but. burning down. So anyway, she'll try to find that picture. Yeah, so there it was. If you go back up a little bit, um, up a little more, the middle van, that's Allison. Obviously, you can't see the inside, but you can see that surfboard next to it for comparison. That's such a cool photo, though, man. That's, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and the graphic work you did on the side, or yeah. whoever you got to do it. Yeah, really cool. I did it. Um, that's awesome, man. So yeah. that was your first van. That was the first van, Allison. And I found out pretty quickly that it wasn't big enough. Pretty um, tiny van. Yeah, and, and going back to your question, I haven't even answered that yet. The sink. So I started trying to get super creative with like, how can I use quick disconnects and like put the sink in the door and have it fold out and all this crazy stuff. And a normal sink wouldn't fit. And so I was like using like mixing bowls from your kitchen and like drilling holes yeah. in them. And, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, doing all this. Cra- I've cra- seen plenty of those. Yeah. Lots of crazy stuff. Um, that ultimately was just a waste of money. Um, ended did up you being, ever have a working prototype? Yeah. I mean, they all kind of worked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, and then you get a phone call, somebody in like the Mojave is like, Hey, my sink, the sink is not working. It fell off the door. It fell off the door. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, what I was, I was trying to overcomplicate it. And what I realized was it was so complicated that it wasn't, it was, it was more of a hassle. No one used it because it was just a hassle. It was like, add a foot pump and all these quick disconnects and water tanks and all this crazy nonsense. And ultimately I ended up doing one of those shower bags. Have y'all seen those? There's like the plastic the, yeah, bag yeah. that you fill up with water and you like hang it in a tree and let yeah. it get hot and then yeah. take a shower. I put one of those in there and then I got this collapsible sink, like a rubber, like off of Amazon collapsible sink. And I was like, if you want to do dishes, you pop it out, you throw this thing on the roof and you do dishes and then you throw the water out. Yeah. So ultimately I just simplified it and it was fine. But, there were two or three prototypes. I ripped the door panel out like four or five times. And the whole van was like that. Just, you know. How long did it take you to get that first van? Besides the sinks that probably changed throughout the time. But <laughs> yeah, before you got your... So I bought it in May. And the plan was, um, at the time I was working at an outdoor store uh, doing retail. And I was building the vans on nights and weekends. And the plan was, when it gets done, I'll... I'll just do this um, on nights and weekends when I can meet meet people when I'm not working. Ended up losing my job in August. May, June, July, August, yeah. And then I think I finished the van. So then I worked on the van. I was like, okay, I can either go find another job and just do this all over again, or I can just jump in. And I just decided to jump in. Fortunately for me, I was able to get unemployment during that time. And so unemployment kind of held me over um, for a little bit while I uh, got the company going um, and started in, I think I finished the van in October, maybe. So May to October. Of 2017. Yes. And then May to to August was very part-time, and then August to October was very full-time. So it took a while. I don't know how many months that is, but I knew nothing about it. So when you start renting this van out yeah. to people, just you put your name out there, you start an Instagram account, start mm-hmm. building the name, yeah. and uh, how did you come up with the name Gearbox? 
Yeah, that's another really long story. So <laughs> Cliff Notes. <laughs> yeah, Cliff's Notes. Or uh, tell us the long story, man. No, We're here as long no, as you yeah, are, Yeah, you man. can it chop matter. it up. Um, a few years ago, I had this, like, huge dream for this, like, this big property that people can come to and we'll have like food truck rallies and movie nights and um, like a gear shop and a coffee shop and, and like a, a lounge and campgrounds and all this cool stuff and camper van rentals. And that was the plan was to have all this stuff. Well, the, the shop was kind of inspired from, I feel like a lot of the gear shops that we have are not gear shops. They're just like boutiques that happen to also carry climbing gear. Um, and so I, I felt like, like, Birmingham needs like a gear shop, like where people who actually hike and actually climb can come get like real gear that works. Versus people just trying to look cool at the mall. Or yeah. Something. Okay. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I think that's definitely necessary. Um, but, but maybe they just don't carry the, the yeah, extent of gear. What, that what I found one, is that they, the shops that I worked at never seemed to have the like very necessary gear, like fuel for your camp stove, like very basic things for camping. Um, so I wanted to start this gear shop and it was going to be made out of shipping containers. And so I felt like the gearbox was going to, would be like a cool name for the gear shop that was in a shipping container. And, uh, I was going to be like gearbox coffee and gearbox, the gearbox. And, you know, I just was basically naming everything gearbox, this gearbox, that. And, um, then I got a grand plan here for this whole thing. So gearbox adventure rentals is, is, is where the camper van, what the camper van thing was going to be called. And so when I looked at it all, it's like, well, how much is it going to cost to start the coffee shop? How much is it going to cost to start the gear shop? It was like millions of dollars. Oh, sure. I was (laughs) like, no, I can't do that. And I was like, well, I can do this camper van thing for like 15 grand or so. Okay. And so, uh, nabbed up a chase credit card and got a loan on a van and, (laughs) Just went for it. <laughs> and man. then went, went for it. So, um, that still, I mean, I guess, I mean, the plans changed a lot, but, you know, the, the plan was that that would, you know, once that became successful, that that would then, you know, then we'd go start the coffee shop and then we'd go start the gear shop and so on and so forth. But okay. Obviously, things have changed a lot. Sure. Yeah. So, after you first got that van up and running and, and you got the name out there and started getting people interested, and, and how many rentals would you say you had that first? Oh God. So I didn't have a, any rentals for the first three months, maybe even four months. Really? Yes. And I was like pulling my hair out. Like, what am I doing wrong? What, it, you know, what's the problem? And I was doing no marketing, no more. I mean, I had social media and I sure. was just praying to God people would find me via social media. Um, I don't think I was doing anything besides social media. And I redesigned my website like 20 times. And I'm, <laughs> it's and the I, website. That's and, the reason. And, and I mean like swapping <laughs> providers and like, I mean, I, you know, I'm just racking my brain. Like, why is nobody doing this? What's the problem? Um, it was probably because it was super sketchy, um, because I didn't know what I was doing and I was just trying to like help people go out on adventures. Do you um, remember the first person that read? Yes, that? absolutely. Um, and of course, now that you asked, I'm blanking on their names and that's going to be very important for me to look up in a minute. We can um, edit that in. Because they were the most super freaking cool people. But they're, they're not like family. It's like people no, just ran no. like a real customer. Yes, a real customer. And it's so funny because I just told, um, I'm going to have to think of their name. That's going to drive me nuts. Um, super nice people. They live in Hoover. I could drive you to their house right now because I delivered the van. Um, <laughs> And they were going out on a baby moon 
and I'm so sorry that I can't think of their name. Um, they're going out on a baby moon, and they were the first renters. And I did not want them to know they were the first renters because trying to play it cool. Yeah. Like, oh, we do rentals all the time. I'm glad got, I could squeeze you in. Yeah, yeah. we got this procedure. Here. I just picked up the van, got yeah, it cleaned let me for get it. This uh, paperwork <laughs> stuff, you know. Awesome. Um, yeah, so it's super. And but it's, I just told her she called me. Um, I'm dying that I can't think of her name. Uh, she called me. She she's very involved with the Cahaba River Keeper or maybe it's Coosa Riverkeeper, one of the riverkeepers. And she called me a couple of weeks ago, and I actually told her, hey, did you know you guys were my first customer ever? And she was like, no, I had no idea. You, you played it so cool, you know? And I was like, oh, great, because, yes. you know. That's I was awesome, man. Totally scared out of my mind, but um, they had an awesome trip. and um, That's got to be nerve-wracking, seeing your van. Off. All that work, yeah. man, and it's just like driving off into the sunset. And you're like, oh, dude, please oh, don't man. just drive off a bridge. Yeah, or- no, definitely, because um, – I mean, I had no clue, but I, I mean, it worked out really great. And they, I couldn't have asked for better first customers, you know. I mean, for the most part, if you're renting a camper van, you're probably a pretty cool person. Sure. Um, so I don't get a whole lot of jerks, but. Okay. Um, so what, when you got your business started, I'm just curious, like, mm-hmm. how, how, do you go to State Farm? And you're like, hey, I need to get insurance on this van, oh, but I'm, I'm, I'm renting this van out mm-hmm. to random people mm-hmm. all the time. That well, was a nightmare. I that, bet it was. That actually. Well, just to insure a van that you've converted into an RV is hard. Is hard. Yeah. 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 It took me a long time to figure all of that out. And um, that's one of the things that, like, I have people call me all the time that want to start camper van rental companies. And they're like, like, how did you do yeah, this? Yeah, exactly. Well, how do you do this? And will you tell me this? And, you know, can I ask you a million questions? And I'm always like, I'm like totally down. Yeah, absolutely. Because it, it it's hard to figure out. Um, but no, ultimately, normal insurance companies will not insure you if you tell them you're renting out your vehicle. So we had to get rental fleet insurance through like a specific company. Hmm. And there are like three of them out there that that are that most people use okay yeah cool so after that first rental did things start to pick up or did it yeah stagnate I, a little bit know, or? it was still very like one rental a month and it was me kind of like oh, i probably shouldn't rent to you but i'm really glad that you want to rent a van and so you know like you know just renting to like Somebody, so I remember one family super early on, uh, the mom rented it for her son. Well, he was, you know, he was old enough to drive, but he probably wasn't old enough to qualify under my insurance. I probably shouldn't rent him the van, but it's like super early in the bill, the business. And I'm just like super thankful for any customer, any customers. At yeah, all. yeah. I was so glad. Um, and so it was just real sporadic, like one rental here, one rental there. And honestly, I would say it wasn't until, around the time that you guys rented from me was when things really had started picking up and like getting busy. And I was like, Hey, this is a thing. Like this is going to work. You know, people are really digging this and finding out about it. And was there any particular moment that the flip that the switch flipped or I think at, just, at what point did you feel confident? Like, Hey, I'm going to mod out another van, you know? Well, or, so I actually did that. I don't want to say prematurely at all, but I did that earlier than if you looked at the numbers, <laughs> you would have been like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. But yeah. You're like, I'm going in. I'm getting another one. <laughs> well, no, it was just like I realized that the reason why most people weren't, the people that weren't renting, the reason why they weren't renting was because it was a tiny van. It was a two-person van. You had to convert, con- convert the kitchenette into a bed every night. There was no heat. There was no, you know, I mean, it was just like, it, it, 
you're taking people, you're taking a, um, in the Southeast, everyone still, a lot of people still have an RV mindset. And so they're Mm -hmm. like, where's the TV? Where's the AC? Where's the, you know, refrigerator. And at the time my first van had a cooler, um, a tiny little 300 watt, like bought at a truck stop inverter and, um, overhead lights (laughs) <laughs> and like that was it. A cool, little igloo cooler. Here no, you go. for real. Complimentary igloo actually, cooler. <laughs> that I was stocked really it hard. with ice for you. <laughs> I actually, random sidebar, I, I built the van and then tried to find a cooler. Terrible idea. Find the cooler and then build the cabinet around it. And so I ended up finding, like luckily at work, um, I ended up having a, this Mountain Khaki. Are you guys familiar with Mountain Khaki? The the pants brand. They make uh, Alabama Outdoors, Mountain High, REI. They all sell Mountain Khaki. Okay. Um, but they also make these coolers randomly, and I found a mountain khaki cooler that fit in there. Um, but yeah, it, so I, what I realized was if if I could build a bigger van that fit families, because we'd have tons of families call all the time and say, hey, we want to carry our kids. Do you have a bigger van? I mean, and it felt like every week I was like, no, sorry. So Okay, so that's the motivation. Yeah, there. so like, it, man, was, it was more or less like, van. and, you know, the company kind of started based off of a book called um, – as far as the the way that I did it was based off of a book called um, The Lean Startup, where you basically you launch with a, a mediocre product that you and then you find you get a lot of feedback from your customers and then you build the, the product they actually want based off of their feedback. Okay. So that was kind of um, the Lean Startup. Yeah. So I started with a, a Lean you know, with a cheap van with high mileage and you know that kind of thing, and then and didn't build it out very extravagantly. Theoretically, I should have like thrown a mattress in the back and said, "Have fun." Um, that would have been the real Just lean see how startup. It goes. <laughs> yeah, um, the diehards only. But after getting all that feedback, built the second van, and uh, that's probably when the switch flipped. That's when. Um, a, was that the Mad Hatter? Was the yes, that's van? the van you guys. Uh, okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah. Well, awesome, man. Um, after you had those first two vans up and running, and you're renting them out, and you're getting steady business. Were there any things that you learned really quickly as like, oh, I should not have done that? Absolutely. Or maybe as far as like... Every day. Every day, every, okay. Every freaking day. I still do it. Today I learned something I should have done. Okay. Because I know that when we were in Zion, you know, it's like 105 every day. Yeah, yeah. And we had a problem with the fridge not working. Uh-huh. And I hated to bother you. Yeah, well... But every, I was like, I'm doing something wrong. The fridge is not working. Yeah. All our food's about to spoil. What do I do? Yeah. And then you're trying to talk me through it. And so I could think about that later from your perspective, yeah. like getting calls of people like being who knows where yeah. with whatever problem, you yeah. know what I mean? And but we found out later it was nothing on the van. We just kept tripping the breaker. At at the the it was something stupid. Right. And once yeah. we figured it out, I was like, oh, okay, that literally God. happened this week. Um, somebody called me and they're like, Hey, the fridge isn't working, you know, but I'm plugged into shore power. And now I know mm-hmm. I said, Hey, go check the breaker at the campground box and make sure it's not tripped. And she was like, oh, wow, it is tripped. She flipped it back and everything was fine. Um, But she had been sitting there for like five days. and What? You know, and and so, of course, the batteries are completely drained. Um, So, yeah, that kind of stuff still happens. But um, we learn a lot about, you know, every van that we build, we get less and less calls because – we've learned, okay, these light switches are terrible and they break every three months and these USB ports go bad and, you know, this, you know, and so like this material is not very durable. Um, 
or we should have put a switch on this water pump or, you know, whatever. And so like, we're constantly learning and making things better. And for example, the, the van you guys took out, the Mad Hatter, I rebuilt the refrigerator drawer four times because people kept forgetting to lock it and then they would slam on the brakes and the fridge yes, exactly ripped the face off the cabinet. Oh my God. I replaced the face on that cabinet so many dang times. And so the last time I made it and everybody told me, they were like, don't say it. But I said, let's see them break this. And so, cause I actually welded a metal drawer and like painted it and did the whole thing. And so now it had three wood drawers. And now it has a metal drawer. So, you know, just every van that we build, we, we learn like, shouldn't have used that fridge for example should he you know should have built the drawer differently should have which is also like invaluable for us building vans for other people because people call us and say hey i want to do this i want to do this i really like this product and i can say hey we used that product for a year and it really wasn't that great and you know here's a product that i think is awesome and and so it's very valuable we we call it the rental test we get to put stuff into the rental fleet and test it and uh because so you said you're, are you guys building vans? Like, can I come to you and say, Hey, I want a van of my own. Yeah. You'll do that. That's You'll... actually like our main thing now. Um, How long have you been doing that? Well, from the start, <laughs> um, you know, nobody <laughs> get tired of the van. You're like, okay, I'm going to sell no, this. Nobody up. trusted me to build their vans in the start and they shouldn't have. Um, but I've been saying it from day one, like we rent and build vans and, okay. um, but yes, we have, we have a, we're backed up. We should be backed up until like July of 2021 for Ooh, starting builds. Dude. Wow. Yeah. So we have a lot of builds right now. We have, that's amazing. Uh, like five or six vans sitting at the shop right now, uh, being built out like other people's vans. And then we have a new van for the rental fleet that I just bought that, that we need to build out as well. Whew, man, that's a lot of work. It is, yeah. It's so cool. Though. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Cool. So, how big is your rental fleet right now? It's it's very small. It's uh, we have three vans in the rental fleet. Um, and honestly, if I could snap my fingers and have more vans, I would. We could we could use a lot more. I just don't have the time to build them. Hmm. I mean, if somebody comes to me and says, "I want you to build a van for me," it's hard for me to put my van in front of them. Right. If that makes sense. And so we're, we're at the point now where like, I, I have to build another van for the rental fleet or we're just turning down too many people. So, um, we're, we're adding to the, I'm hoping to add two, I'm hoping to add three vans to the rental fleet by next year. Um, what's your favorite so far? Do you like the sprinter pro master you, you find on the transits? I really, it depends. It depends. Um, if it, if for the rental fleet for transits all day, Okay. We have right now we have two two sprinters and one Ford in the rental fleet. And we've just had more problems out of the sprinters. Okay. And when we have problems, they're usually expensive problems. Yes, they are. And Very expensive. Yeah. And um like I had a rear end, um, and it was just it was user error, but I had to replace a rear end in one of my vans. Somebody dragged the uh the um axle on a rock and then all the fluid dripped out and then it burned up. It was great. Um, the dealership wanted $10,000 to replace the rear end. Sounds right. Right after I got mine, the turbo went out. (laughs) It was like five or six grand to replace that. Mm -hmm. Then the brakes went out in my driveway (laughs) and my dad actually redid all the brake lines himself because we were quoted just this crazy Crazy. amount to do it. It's crazy. Yeah. And so, and then the whole deaf fluid thing, which does your van have deaf fluid? Exhaust uh, diesel exhaust fluid. How old is your van? Mine's a t- 
2008. Okay, so you probably don't have Death Fluid. So I think it's 2008. All 2008s and newer, or 2009s and newer, um, have <laughs> this emissions fluid called diesel exhaust fluid, and it's something that you you have to put in just like gas. It's not as often as gas, but you have to fill it up frequently. Like every four to 5,000 miles, okay. you're having to put death fluid in Mine it. Mine does not have that. Yeah, that's great because okay. it's a pain in the butt. What's um, it for? Just It's to cut down on okay. the emissions, emissions that the, the van green puts out. And all yeah, that stuff. exactly. So um, teaching people teaching people that don't have never heard of that, that they now need to pop the hood and go to a, go find it at a truck stop and put it in the van. Damn. It's just like another thing that, my goal my number one goal is that people have a distraction free adventure right and that it is easy and it's fun on this trip you're going to learn how to work on a sprinter van exactly (laughs) now here's how you pop the hood and you know make sure you don't put gas in the diesel tank because that's an expensive mess Uh, up you know what i mean and when you get to utah you need to go see bill exactly yeah Yeah. if you break down in utah good luck you know (laughs) so it's really just the Fords are, you don't have to deal with death fluid. You don't have to, most people drive gas vehicles, so mm-hmm. I don't have to remind them not to put gas in the diesel tank. Yep. Um, and then they're a lot easier to work on if something did happen out of state. It'd be a lot easier to find somebody that could work on a Ford. Yeah. So those are the big things. And to me, they're, I'm going to like irritate some people. I think they're just, just as nice in a lot of aspects. Um, obviously the, the, the Mercedes is, is a very nice van, but mm-hmm. if I were, if I just had Buku's of money and wanted to go buy a van for myself, it would be a Sprinter. But for the rental fleet, I think the Fords are, are yeah. awesome. It's just more durable. Yeah. Mine's a Dodge. It's got a Dodge brand on it. Yeah. Dodge Sprinter. But they sold it off to Mercedes. Yeah. So I took it to Dodge and they're like, we won't touch it. You have really? to take it to Mercedes, which is why it was so stupid expensive. Yeah. So yeah, that sucked. Because it feels like Mercedes, they own, like, the Sprinter branding. Yeah, yeah, they do now, yeah. Yeah. I also wish mine was a four-wheel drive. I wish they made the longer vans in four-wheel. Yeah. You got to get, the like, the shorter ones. Mm-hmm. And they only just recently started doing that, like, yeah. a couple of years ago, last year. 2019? Two years ago? Were sure. you ever in a situation where you needed four-wheel and you're just like, dude? Yeah, when we um, – I want to say in Utah, I wasn't with you then. I was in – um. Yeah, we split off and came home, and you went to Joshua Tree. And yeah, no, this was past Joshua there. Tree. I was at uh, Lake Tahoe. I forget where I was. But, yeah, I got off in some scary BL- situation. BLM land or something? Yeah, and I'm in a in a, this huge 20-foot van it's... up in this super narrow trail going straight up, and it's just not doing it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to have to back back out of this way and I down did. a sketchy I had, hill I had to back down the entire thing all the way back out to the main road that's and I'm scary like, Fuck, i wish yeah. i had four wheel drive <laughs> that's crazy so so have you ever had clients that have rented your vans and gone off to timbuktu and and had accidents or hey, had problems stuck. or gotten stuck or any major things where mm-hmm. you're like oh my gosh how am i going to fix this problem no i mean we actually just had our first like body damage uh, a few months ago um, we had a girl that was at a campground. She actually rented the van for almost two months. It was a very long rental and she was at a campground and was pulling out and you know, how they have those like four by four posts, sure. you know, marking the campground. She cut the wheel too early and like dragged it down the back of the van. Damn. Um, that's really the only thing we've had. We've had people lock the keys in the car before, but all of our rentals come with the roadside assistance included. So they just called the 1-800 number. Somebody came out there and unlocked it. It was all included. 
So, okay. Yeah. So, so you got a pretty solid model on how to yeah. handle most problems that people would experience. Yeah, and we try to sell the vans before they reach a certain mileage so that we limit, you know, uh, mechanical issues like that. Okay. Because I think when we rented the Mad Hatter and took it out to Zion, you had a package that was something like you pay a certain fee and you get unlimited mileage. Yeah, did away with like that, that real Ooh, quick. Buddy. I was about to say, is, was that a hard lesson learned? Yeah. Did, yeah, did we what, ruin that for you? That's or, a great way to lose that? money. It, yeah, for all of, all of you out there wanting to start a camper van rental company, don't do unlimited mileage. I'm so, just kidding. So what are some of the other things that you may have learned over time that were just like maybe just eating away at profit or just things that you were like, this just doesn't work. You know, it sounds good on the surface, but. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the mileage packages were the biggest thing because when I first started, I was so desperate for people to try it that it was just like, whatever they said, you know, like, Oh, whatever you want, I'll do it. <laughs> and, and that's fine. That's great to have that customer service. Um, but ultimately, you know, at, at first it was a hundred free miles a day and then 25 cents a mile for every mile after that. Um, but a lot of people wanted to go out West and they're like, Oh, that's going to be, you know, $600, you know, for mileage. And so I was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Let me fix that for you. You know? <laughs> and then, it, so I started making these mileage packages. And so I had like 200 free miles a day or 200 miles a day, 300 miles a day, and then unlimited. And literally like the first month I did unlimited mileage, I had a couple rent a van for like, I think it was like seven or eight days and drove to Washington state. Wow. As yeah. far as you can go. And paid me $23 a day to drive to Washington for the mileage to drive to Washington state and back. And when I did the math, I was like, Oh my God, I just lost so much money. <laughs> I just lost so much money. Like I had to buy new tires and like get an old chain. You know, it was just like the, you know, the windshield was cracked. It was just like, Oh know, man. It was just, it was a great learning experience. So we did, we, we did away with the unlimited mileage and then still had the mileage packages. And then ultimately the only reason I did away with those, it's not necessarily that they weren't profitable or whatever, because I don't filter. That's not my like number one filter. Sure. Um, but it's just that it was too confusing to explain when I would try to explain how the mileage was calculated and how it worked. I felt like I could see math equations going mm-hmm. in people's heads, like, you know, going across the screen or whatever. So we yeah, just, cause everybody wants to make sure they're not getting ripped off or, or whatever. Absolutely, yeah. 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 So we just went back to, you know, honestly, my, my initial model is what we do now. We went back to that, which is a hundred free miles a day. So if you rent for five days, you get 500 free miles. And then any mileage over that is just charged at 25 cents a mile. So if you drive a thousand miles, it's 250 bucks. If you drive a hundred extra miles, it's 25 bucks. It's just, it's simple. Sure. It's easy to do the math. Um, I can do it on my phone real quick. You know, if somebody calls and there's no like super complicated stuff. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. And then people would always like, Oh, we didn't know we were going to drive this many miles. Can we change our package to this and change our package to that? It was just, it wasn't worth just it. Mid trip. Yeah. yeah. It just wasn't. And yeah. it, not that I mind doing that. It just ultimately I think was just a distraction from the adventure, which is really all that matters. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah. Was there anybody else? You said at the time that you started, there was maybe one other guy in town doing yeah. this. And it, he's in Atlanta. Okay. So in the Southeast in general, or mm-hmm. just maybe in this part of the country, how many, you know, the whole van life craze. Mm-hmm. Have you seen other companies kind of come into this marketplace yes. and start doing this thing? Is it I all the rage? Yes, it is. I literally felt like, you know, you see these guys like surfing these huge waves and there's like, you know, 
40 people, you know, and they're all waiting for the wave. And I was like one of the guys on the wave. And there was like, you know, a lot of other people, we all kind of jumped on within like literally 2017 at the beginning of 2017, as far as I know, there were zero camper van rental companies in the Southeast. And by 2018, I think there were like six or seven. Yeah. And there's like, there's two or three in Tennessee. There's, I think we're still the only one in Alabama. Now there are people who like rent RVs and also happen to have a camper van and, or, or whatever, but we're the only ones that just do camper vans as far as I know. Um, now there's two in Atlanta. Um, there's one in Memphis. There's one in Nashville. There's one in Ash, two in Asheville. Like they're just, you know, they've really like, right. it's, it's, it's exploded and it's, probably like six or seven different companies. Like it's not just like one company that's taken over the South. It's it's like a bunch of different people. A lot of small businesses. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Do you think, you know, obviously it seems like every episode that we've done so far, COVID comes up. How has COVID affected your business uh, in 2020 versus maybe 2019 or 2018? Yeah. I mean, we've definitely had to let it, you know, let some stuff roll off our back. Um, When March hit, I was like, I'm in the wrong business and might be time to sell everything and pack it up, you know, um, at least that first month. So when March hit and nobody knew what was going on, businesses are shutting down. Nobody's going anywhere. Media is freaking right. out. Yeah. We're all like in our basement wearing two masks, you know, <laughs> like got the tinfoil hat. Yeah, everything, exactly. The whole yeah. There's water bottles everywhere waiting for the aliens to come. Um, and when that happened, we had so many people, I mean, so many people called, and cancel, 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 cancel. And so, A, that's money that we already had some of that money, and then the rest of it is money that we were expecting that we're no longer going to get. Mm-hmm. And so we had to kind of figure out, well, this is not really anyone's fault, and so we don't want to be like, I don't want to be like, oh, sorry, our cancellation policy says this, and you only get back part of your money and blah, blah, blah. Right. And so we tried to come up with a way, like, how can we not completely go out of business, but also people feel like they're not being cheated? And so what we came up with is if you rented and then had to cancel your trip because of COVID or because, you know, I was going to go to this music festival or I was going to go to this state and now they're not camping or they're whatever, we would basically allow you to apply 100% of your money towards – a future rental without losing a dime. Whereas normally because of the way that, you know, if, if you rent a van and then the day before decide you don't want to rent anymore, well, we, you know, you've turned down five other rentals. Exactly. And so we have to, you know, there's a whole step system for like, depending on how long you wait to cancel, how much money you get back, that kind of thing. But, um, we basically just did away threw that out the window and said, if it's if you're canceling because of COVID, you can you can keep all your money and just reschedule your adventure, um, which has been which has been monumental. Um, but then all it took was everybody being at home for about a month. Like, damn, <laughs> we gotta get out. They were like, yeah, what like what can we do, yeah. dude? Where we can be distanced, you know, or we can choose who we want to be around. And and I mean, how many people did you see that like you've never seen in your neighborhood before? And now all of a sudden they're all walking, riding bikes, running, Yeah, you know? And so I feel like a ton of people that literally never leave their house all of a sudden, I don't know, felt the need to leave their house. Um, and so it, it exploded right after COVID. Um, obviously we had to, 
we really didn't have to make a lot of changes because we already are real cautious with like disinfecting things and cleaning things. And I'm a, I'm a bit of a perfectionist, um, when it comes to like organization and cleanliness, especially as it pertains to the vans and our customers. And I feel like they're paying, they're paying a good bit of money and and they deserve to have a clean, organized functioning vehicle. Uh, it's just an expectation. So we really didn't have to change a whole lot. Obviously we had to, um, make sure that the chemicals and things that we were, the cleaning supplies that we were using were, you know, COVID compliant. Yeah, exactly. So, um, other than that, I mean, you know, normally when we would get the vans back from a customer, we just hop in and pull it in and park it. You know, then now we're having to like put on gloves and that kind of thing. But for the most part, and then obviously wearing masks when we're meeting with customers and, and that kind of thing. Um, but we really didn't have to change a whole lot because we already were doing a lot of the things that, that we were supposed to be doing. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah. yeah. We had, um, you know, obviously you mentioned kayaking earlier and my brother and I last summer, uh, got into kayaking and that was in the height of COVID and oh, wow. just trying to find kayaks. Like they, you couldn't find them anywhere. You know, I went to like Bass Pro Shops, was talking to the guy. I was like, man, this is the kayak I want. This is in our price range. You know, he's like, we can't keep them. You know, they're gone yeah. as soon as we pull them off the truck. Yeah. yeah. And then we had a guest on uh, a couple of weeks ago um, on the skateboard shop. Mm-hmm. And he was like, COVID has been awesome. We yeah. were selling skateboards left and right. <laughs> yeah. man. I can't keep them in yeah. stock, you know. And like he was talking about other shops that can't keep certain products mm-hmm. because people are just like wanting to get out of their house mm-hmm. and, and explore other options like independent things you can do. Yeah. Camper so. vans are the same. They've exploded. I mean, e- even just parts for camper vans, impossible. Like 12 weeks back ordered on everything. Like everything is wow. super back ordered. Like I tried buying tires today. Like <laughs> all-terrain tires are, are back ordered. It's crazy. You know, just random stuff. So how big is your team now? Like what does it take to run Gearbox? Is it? Yeah, so we, we're, growing, we're growing a lot and we're adding to the team a lot. Um, because I want to keep up. I want to try to keep up, you know. You said you want to add more to the rental fleet, and obviously you're backlogged as far as, like, building the vans. Yeah, so So. we have four full-time builders right now um, that are in the shop Monday through Friday. Um, And then we have a rental fleet manager who handles 100% of the rental fleet, phone calls, quotes, emails, meeting customers, cleaning vans, all that. Uh, And then we have, I guess you'd call her an admin um, that's starting – on the 28th full-time super stoked about that because she's gonna help me do a lot i spend 60 hours a week on the computer and i hate that oh my gosh i hate that if if you if if anybody out there knows what the enneagram is i'm an enneagram seven and computers are like kill me i don't, <laughs> like, don't want to be in a spreadsheet right now um so so we've got an admin that's going to come take a lot of that like part ordering and quoting and estimates and like I still I love talking to customers is my favorite thing like I could like leave the spreadsheets and the ordering and the insurance and all this so if we rent a van we're probably going to have you coming up delivering the I I try to yeah Yeah. so we have a shop now and we still deliver vans but um we're trying to create this incredible experience at the shop where you almost don't want to leave the shop because you're having so much fun there okay um and I still, even though Josh interacts with a hundred percent of our customers, I try to also like when they come to the shop, I try to 
like meet them all and and see everybody because it's it's the best part hearing about people like oh yeah you know we're going up to cloudland canyon and we're gonna you know see this waterfall and like i don't know i just love sure hearing or like this is my son's first camping trip like that's awesome that is incredible you know like i'm so stoked that you are going on your first camping trip in a gearbox fan so i love hearing all those stories then when they get back just hearing you know how awesome it was so that was gonna that was gonna be my next question was uh you said you have a shop Mm -hmm. um i i imagine you started out building these in your backyard or something yeah uh where is the shop located it's in fultondale um which is kind of where I, i grew up in gardendale it's basically right next door sure um, so, um, yeah, started in the driveway. We don't have a garage, so that would have been nice. Started in the driveway. <laughs> Those and, rainy days, man. Yeah, yeah no, but we got to get it done. I have a picture of me with a, like 10 by 10 event tent over the back of the van. And I was like cutting wood and building my first van. That's what we did. Yeah. Yeah. The first day I had electricity in the van was just like. Amazing. It changed everything. Amazing, yeah. it changed everything. I'll never forget. Do you have like running water and a sink and that kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. I'll never forget the first time I turned on a sink in a van. I was like, how yeah. cool is that? Yeah. There's water running out of this sink. Right. Um, so I completely get that. And I worked in the driveway for a while. Second van, moved to my parents' basement, which the van actually wouldn't fit in their basement. So I moved to my parents' driveway. Um, but their basement was bigger, so I was able to have more supplies. Um, then the third van... I moved to my, my, my family owns a towing company in Fultondale. Uh, it's called Hearst Towing and they have a huge shop and they had a bay that they weren't really using. And so I moved into one of their bays and built the third van and a few customers vans out of that shop. And we just really kind of outgrew it. Um, like we've only been in our shop maybe four months. So Outgrid and just decided to. How many vans have you guys churned out for customers at that shop? At the new shop. At the new shop. Uh, or total, how many vans have you built? Like just like for customers that it's mm, come to you and just wanted to build. I'm just gonna ballpark so I don't sit here all day having to do math, but I would say like seven maybe. Okay. Cool. Um, so it's funny because that sounds. It sounds like not a lot. But I can imagine all the work That's that so goes into one van because I've learned from him. And it's what's incredible. amazing is they're the, we follow these guys online that are um, – have you heard the the couple 40 Hours of Freedom, um, um, from Sarah and Alex yeah. James? Yeah. So they were full-time van lifers. Now they build vans. And they they do they build vans just all the time. They have a waiting list till the end of you know forever because they have like <laughs> millions of followers and subscribers and that kind of thing. And the other day they were like, "We just finished our eleventh van," and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you've only built eleven vans." But then I'm like, "That's a lot of vans." When you when you look at like how much you learn each time and how long each van takes, you know, I mean, some of our builds take four months. You know, yeah, and I've, we've only been in business three years. So I'm curious, like, <laughs> if I come to you and want you to build a van, yeah. do you kind of have like a list of things? Like, here's what we can do for you, yeah. and here's what you can change to kind of customize it to your own. Or can I come to you with some crazy design? Like, <laughs> I would like a hot tub in the yeah. back and all this other stuff. Like, how do you guys like kind of narrow that down so you're not just building this wacky stuff? That's or maybe question. nobody's really asking yeah. those questions. I don't well, know. Well, no, I mean. It's one of those things. So our build, the build business, even though it's the same company, kind of is its own company. And so 
we've we've gone through the same growth phases as the rental company where when we started it was just like the sky's the limit you want a unicorn on the roof sure we'll do it yeah whatever you want we'll do it thank you for your business you know and we're at a point now where there's there's so much work and it's there's like the time versus benefit trade-off we have to just kind of We've got kind of some parameters of what we do and don't do. Um, but for the most part, we still do custom builds. Um, all of our builds are custom at the moment. And we're working through right now designing a um, kind of a, a foundational offering that... Sort of like a template, maybe. Yeah, somewhat of a template where if you want it quick and you know you want to not spend an arm and a leg, which that's a relative thing to say to every, you know, everybody has a different opinion about that. Um, but you know, we have this, this kit, so to speak, um, that includes this, 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 and this, and it's this much money and we can do it in a month and it uses these products and it's always these same products. And, you know, do you want solar? Yes or no. Do you want to a second bed? Yes or no. You know, do you want your kids to be able to buckle up in the back? Yes or no. You know, that kind of thing. And so, we're trying to really narrow it down so that people that don't want a hot tub in their van can get a van like fairly quick and and affordable because we'll be able to do things quickly because we do the same things. Um, but I think you know I think it'll be a while before we stop doing custom completely and if we ever do. Uh, but right now, yeah. So the way that it works is you come to us and, and you tell me what your like what your goals are and I can help guide people through that process like. You know, they'll say, well, you know, I love going out west and I want to be able to park on BLM land for six days without having to plug up. And, you know, it's me and my dog and I want to have an air conditioner because my dog gets hot. You know, whatever. Those kind of run me through. And I'm I'm real big into mountain biking, so I want everything to be super durable so I can just throw my gear in there. And so then we can kind of guide them through. Awesome. You know, this flooring is incredible. It's super durable. You know, I think you need this much solar because you want to be off grid for these many days this many days um, and and really just kind of help guide them through those kind of things. And then we can talk about aesthetic and, you know, color palettes and, and it goes on and on and on. And, um, but you know, for the most part we can kind of st- in a van, there's only so many places you, you can put things, you know, like I want overhead cabinets. Well, it can go here, here or here, right? you know? Um, and so, your options are kind of limited to a degree. Yeah, I mean, yeah. to a degree. I mean, I've actually seen a Japanese soaking tub in a camper van, so I won't. I won't say that your options are limited. It's nuts. Get <laughs> if on you can YouTube. dream it. It can be done. Get on YouTube and type in camper van Japanese soaking tub. It's a real thing. Wow, it's nuts. Okay. Yeah. I'll check that out. I, I, I. Okay. It's. I don't. I mean, I can't imagine how much water it would take right. to fill that up exactly. and how much weight that would be. Yeah. It's crazy. That is crazy. So do mo- is there like a common thing that most people want that are pretty much included in every van or, or yeah, maybe I mean, some things like we don't necessarily need a shower, you know, yeah. or we don't necessarily Which need Which I a- found out I needed a shower. Yeah. Right after I built mine out, I was in it maybe a year and I was like, screw it. Do you I- live in it full time? Yes. Okay. Well, I think it's for full timers. A shower is. But I was like, important. I don't have a toilet. I didn't have a shower. I was like, I'm good. Dude. Yeah. I'm good. And then. It was like week four of baby wipes. I built here. it in the summer. Or I lived <laughs> yeah. in it then during the summer. Lived in it during the winter, and I'm like, I'm tired of walking to the bathhouse. Like, mm-hmm. I want a shower in my van. Yeah. So I like ripped out the whole back half of my van and built a standing shower. Nice. Put a hot water heater in it. Very cool. Same as you. I was like, where am I going to put the sink now? I had to move the sink on yeah. the opposite side. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a whole. It's ordeal. like Tetris. Yeah. 
And I always tell, I hate, I hate to say this to people cause it's a little disheartening, but generally speaking, you're, you're going to build your first van and you're going to realize, well, I shouldn't have done this or I should have done this, or I wish we had that. And we do our best to get rid of all that out on the front, but there are a lot of things that you think you need that you don't. Mm-hmm. And then there are a lot of things that you, that you don't, you don't understand the importance of them until you don't have them. You know, toilet, bathroom, that kind of thing. Someone that's building a camper van for the first time, what would you say is, if you could name, what's the most common mistake that you may see people do? Either something they add that they don't need or something they need that they don't add. I would say, and this is tricky because, well, everybody that's watching this, call me. Uh, Seriously. And I don't mean to even build your van, but, like, I'll also get on the phone with you and chat and, like, you're going to spend the, so let me back up. What I would say is find someone who's done it and done it well and just ask their advice because you'll spend weeks trying to figure out which insulation to use. And then inevitably you'll find out you use the wrong one. And so it's so much easier. Somebody can just call me and say, Hey, what insulation should I use for my van? Well, Densolator sheep's wool, the Mm -hmm. end. You know, they're both expensive, but they're great products. They're mold resistant. You know, this one is man-made, This and they use chemicals to make it. This one is natural, and it's woven together and doesn't have any chemicals. You can get it here and here. It's boom, boom, boom. It's super simple. You know, so I would just say, like, there are certain YouTube channels that you can find those people that, will, that have built multiple vans, and they can give you that advice. And I would love – I wish we would do a better job of filming things and – and like helping get that information out with all that free time you have, you know, yeah, just, yeah, just yeah. crank up the camera and start a production. That's company. really the problem is I would love, I would, I, I'm totally all about sharing all the information. I'm, I'm an open book. It's just like the time of producing videos and editing videos and all that kind of stuff. As you guys know, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah man. And so, um, so I would just say, find somebody that, that has done it and knows what they're doing. You'd be surprised how many van builders, you can call and get a cool person on the phone and just like shoot the bull with them. And they'll tell you like, yeah, do this and do that. And you know, there's lots of good information out there, but you know, as far as one thing, I I would say your electrical system is very important. You know, there's a great YouTube channel called explorist.life where they, they really go into uh, like wire sizing and fusing and the importance of like, you know, just doing that right so your van doesn't catch on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would be it's pretty so important. Yeah. yeah, it is very. So confi- finding somebody who actually knows what they're talking. Yeah, about. and there are a lot of like wiring schematics online and that kind of thing. And ultimately, just just pay the money and do it right. That's another thing. I, I, I hate it. I hate to do. I hate to say it, but you ultimately get what you get what you pay for. And for the most part, I mean, it, it would be even the guys that build vans with us. It blows their mind how much this stuff costs. Like today, they they installed this tire carrier and they're like, how much was this thing? And I was like, well, this tire carrier, you know, the two doors, it's, it was like five grand, you know? And it's, they're like, what, you know, yeah, this, that costs more than my car. That's you crazy. Know? Yeah. yeah. And so it's very expensive stuff, but like it's bomb proof. It's not going to, you know, the stuff on the inside, it's not going to grow mold, which is very important for your health. Sure. Um, you're not going to be laying in bed, having water dripping on your head. If you're using the right sealants, you know, just, just go ahead and use the right products. Ultimately, Products for your home are not made for vans for the most part. I mean, with the exception, we do use wood and we do use metal, which are both used in homes. But, you know, we use marine grade or automotive grade everything. So 
everything that we use is either made for the boating industry or like automotive industry. Um, so I would say like look in those arenas when you're buying electronics, buy marine electronics, buy marine wiring, buy, you know, and it's going to cost more, you know, a spool of wires. That's what I was going to say. Don't be sticker shocked. Cause yeah. you think labeled marine. Is oh, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, a spool of wires, 200 bucks. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah. Why yeah. is this gonna? Yeah. Is this wire gonna do magic tricks for me and tell me jokes? I don't know. Yeah. It's nuts. But ultimately, it's not gonna rust and it's not gonna catch your van on fire. Okay. Well, cool, man. Well, it sounds like the business is growing really well going forward. Uh, I know you mentioned earlier you had these grand plans of like the coffee shop. And, yeah. And that I don't fits know. So are we gonna well uh, with the van thing too? Like to me, farm yeah. or ranch yes. people to come out to. Yes. That's Big the camping dream, dream thing. Amen. I believe it. Any, any chances of that happening in the future? Or? I mean, Lord willing, I hope so. I mean, I don't feel like Birmingham needs another coffee shop. Um, and we know a lot of great coffee people. But I'm wondering, like, am I going to see, like, you know, the Gearbox boating company startup or Gearbox kayaks or, you know, just whatever? You um, know? We, you know, so we, we I, I do have another company that we're starting in March of next year. Um, Lord willing that it's not going to be called gearbox anything. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it is adventure travel related. Okay. Um, yeah, it's going to be called box gear adventure <laughs> yeah. rental. And we're going to make kites. <laughs> yeah. We're going to make, yeah. Um, ultimately like, hot air balloons, everything that we want to do is to help people connect with their families and to make memories, get off TV, get off your phone, like go breathe some fresh air, make some memories seize you know seize the day whatever you want to say and so hopefully everything that we do will fit inside of that um helping people connect helping people have fun adventure so that's really rad man it's really cool thanks for coming to hang out and if people want to find your company and and kind of see what you have going on where can they find you so our website is gearboxrentals.com and that's just because i thought gearboxadventurerentals.com was way too long of a domain uh, gearboxrentals.com. You can Google Gearbox Adventure Rentals. You should be able to Google Camper Van Rental Alabama, Camper Van Rental Birmingham, and find us. And then our Instagram, same thing for Instagram, just search Gearbox Adventure Rentals. Um, and you can book or learn about a book a rental or learn about building a van right on our website, uh, as well as common questions. Okay. Well, awesome. cool, man. Well, thank you for yeah. taking the time out of your very busy schedule to come yeah. and, and, and talk with us. And Super. I feel like I learned a lot. It's really cool, man. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Absolutely. Absolutely.